Hey guys, welcome to Ask the Podcast. Super glad you stopped by. Our team is made up of professional therapists and amateurs. Since we don't know your personal situation, we might get it wrong sometimes, but we will always give you the best advice we can with the information we have. We love getting your questions, so keep them coming. And this is a discussion format, so sometimes we curse, and sometimes we talk or laugh over each other. We want y'all to feel like part of our team. Remember, if you need emergency help, please call 911 or the suicide hotline, the number of which is on our website, www.askthepodcast.com. Com. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Ask the Podcast. Sydney and Beth. Sydney. Hi. Today, y'all, we are talking about happiness and we are going to give you the secret to having happiness in your life and being a happy person. Right, Sydney? The magic cure right here on this episode. Um, sure. Yeah, she has such good attitude. Okay, we'll just roll with my golden retriever upbeat positivity. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think we can just say attitude is the secret. Having a good attitude is the secret to happiness. All right. Excellent episode. All right. I, I, was just about to, right, I was just about to say that the reason why I'm like, yeah, sure. Is because I don't know if there's a magic secret. And I think looking for a magic secret probably sets people up for unhappiness because they are looking for a quick fix. I think you're absolutely right. Nailed the, nailed the heck out of that one. Yes, there is no no secret pill. There's no magic pill, no magic wand. It's really about changing your attitude and just embracing life, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think some people feel as though if they are ever unhappy, even for a moment, then that means that they're unhappy. Like they, they have this ideal that being happy means you are happy all the time. Right. And the reality is that like most, most of the time you're kind of neutral or neutral and, to happy, like on the happy side of neutral. Maybe yeah, content no content. the word for that. Yeah. Most of the time it's kind of middle and there's going to be some up times and there's going to be some down times. But if it averages out to be content, then call that a win. Yeah. Right. I mean, life is good. I think never ending upbeat happiness is unsustainable and it's, it's exhausting i'm sure and it, yeah and it's not real right i mean i'm pretty positive optimistic i consider myself a very happy person i feel very content with my life 99 percent of the time at least and you know i'm not walking around ebullient and happy all the freaking time oh and by the way hi teens we're talking to you today <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have clarified that. We're talking to the teens right now. But yeah, it's for me personally, I let a lot of things roll off my back. I don't take stuff too seriously. I don't take life too seriously. And I sure as hell don't take myself very seriously. You know, <laughs> I respect myself, but it's not, you know, if I, if I mess up, it's a learning experience. I don't beat myself up anymore. I used to, I used to beat myself up like crazy. I was such a perfectionist. But letting go of a lot of that perfection and just aiming for, I don't know, rolling with it maybe. Oh, life is good, man. Yeah. I think actually you probably have hit the nail on the head in terms of attitude because you could focus on the things that you don't have, the things that you want, the things that you're missing, or you could focus on the things that you do have. Yeah. And of course, there's that whole thing about toxic positivity and you know, never be down. And I mean, I don't know exactly what the definition of toxic positivity is. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't 
feel the feelings that they have. What I'm saying is that oftentimes if you focus too much on the things that you want and don't have, you miss the small joys, you miss the good luck, you miss the um, the the things that you have in your life that you are lucky for, or yeah. that you have worked hard for to get the thus far. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. I I agree with you. And and we've mentioned earlier. I think when we had the motivation episode earlier in the season, you know, we talked about it's a fine line between having goals to strive for and being content. Uh, it's okay to have goals. You know, I have goals. I still have goals. There's still things I'd like to achieve in my life, but I'm really very happy with my life as it is. Um, I can't imagine that it would be any better than it. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I, I love my, my life, but at the same time, I can still have goals and have aims that I'm striving for, which is great. You know, it gives me a lot of fun stuff to focus on. And, you know, we'll talk to the parents about this. Let me try and remember this gives me something. Having my goals and my aims makes empty nesting, the thought of empty nesting easier because I'm such a mama bird and my little birds are going to fly away at some point. And, you know, I'll miss them a lot. I enjoy them yeah. tremendously, but well, it, that, it does help. That, that actually, that, that gets to kind of to a, a side point that, and I think we talked about this in another episode as well, that you, you can simultaneously want things to be different in your life while also realizing that you have it better than others. Because some people feel as though it, it has to be one or the other. Right. That it ha you either have to be, you know, like, oh, I'm so lucky, you know, I shouldn't feel bad because there's so many other people in the world who have it worse off than I do. That may be true for a lot of our listening audience, right? Yes. That doesn't mean that you can't look at the things that are going on in your life that you are unhappy with and think about changing them. You, yeah. you can have both of those thoughts at the same time. It I doesn't don't make you a horrible person. Right. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful and it doesn't mean that you're um, somehow spoiled that you're like, I don't like that in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, this, this food that I was served is really doesn't taste very good, but I'm lucky that I have food. <laughs> so maybe next time I make this recipe, I'll make it a little bit different. I'm kind of annoyed that I worked so hard on this recipe and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So maybe yeah. I won't use this recipe again, it would be my, right. my method of dealing with that. Right. But so there are people in the world who don't have enough food to eat. So I'm lucky that I have food, but yeah, I should probably change the recipe if I wanted to taste better next time. Right. Right. You can do both of those things at the same time. And I know I'm oversimplifying, but analogy queen. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that brings up sort of an interesting point that it's okay to be happy. It Because I, I do know some people who really struggle with the concept of if you're happy, you're not suffering enough. And that means you're not a good person. If you're happy, you're not a good person. It's like happiness equates selfishness, but that's not true because you can be a very dedicated, giving, selfless person and be happy because maybe you find contentment in, in helping other people, you know? And I also know some people who really struggle with the concept of, well, if I act too happy and bubbly, then I'm an idiot. And it's like, no, it doesn't make you stupid. You can be extraordinarily intelligent and still 
have peace and happiness. It's okay. It, it Happiness does not equal bad. It doesn't equal stupid. And I don't quite understand why that's a, a thing, but it's there. You, you often talk about being a golden retriever and I'm I mean, such a golden retriever. interpreting that, but sometimes I feel like that's like, do, 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 like, I'm just going to be yeah. doofy and go through but, the world. But I am doofy and I am goofy, but it doesn't mean I'm not smart. You know, it's like, I, yeah, you can be smart and you can be a golden retriever. It's okay. It's good. It's yeah. good. I would recommend that's it. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. That's why, that's why I brought it up. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a very dopey state, but at the same time, it's just because, you know, you don't always have to be actively thinking. You can also take time to just enjoy and just be. I think another area we want to go with this is talking about sitting with discomfort. Our country, our society, maybe other societies too, but I think our society is really prone to not wanting to be uncomfortable ever. And an example of what that would look like in your life, listeners, might be, let's say you find yourself alone for five minutes or 10 minutes waiting for somebody, and it feels uncomfortable to be alone because you're not used to being alone. So you pick up your phone and you start, you know, scanning through stuff, looking through stuff, checking your social media posts, whatever, see what's there. And it's hard. It's difficult a lot of times for us to just not look at our phones and just be alone. And being alone doesn't mean that you have to be lonely. And so finding that peace and contentment with yourself and not always have to be entertained in a moment, but finding ways to entertain yourself with your brain, you know, whether it's people watching and just sort of thinking to yourself, Hmm, I wonder what thoughts that person's having as they walk by, you know, or just, whatever you want to think about it. It's funny. I, I bug, I think I've said this before. I, I bug a lot of my teenage clients because I, they'll say I'm bored and I'll say only boring people get bored. And they're like, oh, shut up. And I'm like, cause once they understand what I'm saying, they're like, Hey now, Hey, you know, but the truth of the matter is, I think that's something that our society is starting to throw away is figuring out ways to self-soothe and entertain when we're quote unquote bored or when we're alone or not being entertained, you know? I, I will often tell people that it's, especially young people, that it's okay to be bored because some of the world's best ideas and inventions have been created when people were bored and just started to think. Exactly. Some of my best thoughts come to me when I'm in the shower. And I have nothing to do, but just think thoughts, right? Right. Yeah. It's good. Be still, be with yourself, figure out a way. And you might just start practicing. So here's a strategy. Start practicing being in discomfort instead. Of, and the other thing is we're a pill popping society, right? It's like, oh, the anxiety. I think this is a big reason why the anxiety has, has taken a turn for the worse. Like more and more people are anxious and unable to snap out of it on their own. They need help. So I think learning, practicing, being uncomfortable, you know, go sit in a restaurant. You can work your way up to going and eating a meal by yourself, you know, go to the movies by yourself. 
Well, here's the thing though, when, when, when people go and eat a meal by themselves, oftentimes they'll pull out their phone and they'll yep. scroll through social media or they'll play a game or whatever, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So doing it without your phone in your hand, with your yeah. phone in your pocket or your purse or at home or whatever. That's one of my rules that I am not allowed to do anything else when I eat. Yeah. I like that rule. I mean, it's good. I mean, everything I've ever read about healthy eating habits says your meal time should be a relaxed, comfortable time where you're not distracted by media, where you're actually sitting down and taking time to focus on your food. Yeah. The only time I break that rule is if I'm having a conversation with someone else, like if I'm eating a meal with another person, I can like obviously talk to them. Yeah. Well, and that's totally different. I mean, it still distracts you from your food, but it's healthy distraction because you're socially interacting in a, in a real way. (laughs) Right. Okay. I I have gone to the movies by myself. I've gone, I, I have gone to restaurants and eaten by myself. I've gone to the movies by myself because if I don't, if if I, if there's a movie I want to see and nobody wants to see it with me. Yeah. I'll I'll just go. I mean, for you. Yeah. That's awesome. And if people are thinking, oh my God, that's lonely. And what if everybody looks at me or whatever, guess what? The lights are going to go off in the theater and everyone's going to be staring at the screen and nobody's really going to notice that you're sitting there by yourself because nobody's going to be paying attention to you. Well, and here's another thought is, you know, if I saw somebody sitting alone in the theater, I might be like, good for them. That's great. You know, they want to be at this movie. They want to see this movie and they came. They didn't have to have other people with them to support them, make them feel safe or whatever. So we're socially acceptable. I think that's awesome. I think that's brave. If you are comparing yourself to people who you think have better lives than you have, first of all, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors for other people. Um, So it's always best to assume that their life isn't probably better than yours, you know? Assume that they probably have something going on in their life that they would change. I don't know. What do you think about that? Because there's that whole Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses thing, right? Well, here's a good way to put it. Do you show everybody, you know, like check yourself for a second and go, hmm, there's things going on in my life that I don't ever want to let anybody else know. And somebody looking at me from the outside probably thinks that things are going pretty well. And I think they're not. Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder if that happens to other people. Guess what? It does because a lot of us are alike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're absolutely more alike in general than, uh, than we are unalike or dislike yeah. or different. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say something with that. Oh, oh, it's, it's like we were talking about on the social media episode about how social media influences, influences yeah. your happiness. Oh, we did kind of talk about happiness, but we were talking, that's when we were talking about, I knew it sounded familiar. So the thing is, back to that whole thing, it's a curated life. Most people live a curated life. You know, it's maybe not as extreme as what social media influencers do, stars do, whatever, politicians, but we all kind of live a curated life because, you know, like, do you take a shower before you go to work or go to school? You know, whatever. Do you clean up then you're not looking exactly like you looked when you rolled out of bed. Most people, right? Right. So it's, it's curated. That's still curated. So black and white thinking, binary thinking. So I find a lot of folks who come to see me for help for feeling happier or whatever, tend to have very binary thinking practices 
So like Sydney was saying earlier, you're either, so I'm happy or I'm unhappy. And if I have a moment of unhappiness, that must mean I'm unhappy. But there's a huge part, there's a huge gray area in between those two extremes, between pure unadulterated joyful happiness and my life is the worst thing ever. And finding that happy place in the middle of, you know, so I, so, oh, and I'm so glad I thought of this. So many people are like, oh my God, this happened. Like I was out of coffee and it ruined my whole day. Well, why would you let one stupid little thing ruin your entire day? Right. I'm always so curious about that. It's like, why? So traffic was bad. You left, you, your alarm didn't go off. So you got a slow start to the day. And yeah, maybe you got yelled at by school or you got, you were late to school. You missed the, I mean, yes, I understand how there's a chain of events that can be triggered by, it's like the domino effect, your alarm not going off. But in the scheme of things, if you just take a moment and say, well, Shalala, my alarm didn't go off. Now they're going to be a whole host of things, but let me just pull it together and make the best out of it. Then, you know, then if your teacher yells at you or your boss yells at you, you can just simply say, yes, I'm really sorry. I wish this hadn't happened to, you know, but let's make the best of it. Yeah. There's always another chance, you know, the next five minutes, the next hour, the next five hours, the next day. Exactly. Yep. I, I do have some anxious clients who are always waiting for something bad to happen. Absolutely. One, one of the suggestions that I make to them is to pick something that's really silly and small and go, okay, that's the bad thing that happened. I, I can stop thinking about it now because I don't have to be looking for the bad thing. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I, um, I like put the toothpaste on my toothbrush. And then when I ran it under the water, it fell into the sink and I had to use more toothpaste. Right. Okay, yeah. That's the bad thing that happened today. There you go. Yeah. You know, I'm trying, I, I, I do struggle with that because, and I think, I mean, I know I was much more negative when I was younger. I think I was much more like that when I was younger and I'm trying to think how I switch the frame of thinking, you know, cause it makes such a huge difference. I guess not looking for the negative, starting to look for the positives, you know, that's the other thing I suggest is that if they're looking for a negative thing, for each negative thing they find, they have to think of something that's positive, even if it's tiny, even yeah. if it's, you know, I didn't stub my toe. Right. Or, you know, like um, breakfast was pretty good this morning. Yeah. Or wow, I got out of the door right on time. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And or or even looking for the silver line. I know I've said this before, looking for the silver lining of a bad thing. You know, a lot of people are very gloom and doomy about the pandemic. And yeah, it's horrible. I'm so sad that so many people have lost loved ones and so many people have died. And, you know, long-term effects of, of COVID have been really bad. A silver lining for me of the pandemic is the fact that professionally, I love, love telehealth, you know? And when I was in grad school, they were talking about telehealth way back, like 25, no, that was more than that. Jeez Louise. Yeah, no, it was like 25 years ago, like 25 years ago when I was in healthcare administration grad school, you know, they were talking about, oh, this is the way of the future in the next five years, you're going to be seeing a lot of doctors starting to go to telehealth. Well, guess what? It took a freaking pandemic, a world epidemic 
which is what a pandemic is, kids, in case you didn't know, to happen, to make telehealth happen. And I'm so grateful that it's finally here because what does that mean? It means it's more accessible to a lot of people, people with disabilities, people who don't have a car, you know, lower income people, as long as they've got a, a phone that they can, you know, take a video call on. It, it has made medical care so much more accessible to people, which is fantastic, as it should, you know? Agreed. Agreed. So it's a silver lining. And, and now like Sydney and I can't be together, but we're recording over Zoom, which is awesome, you know, and means we still get to see each other. Yay. <laughs> she just waved at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I So finding a silver lining, another silver lining of the pandemic for me, huge love having my family home. I just think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread that my parents, my parents, my kids and my husband are home with me. You know, everybody's working from home, going to school from home because we are fortunate enough to be able to do that. You know, we're all able to do that. And that's nice because we're seeing, we're spending a lot more time together than we would have otherwise. So are there negatives? Huge negatives. Sure. Tons of them. But as long as you look for the positives, I love working with my yoga pants on so everybody can see my shirt, you know, they can see me from like the shoulders up, but they can't see that I've got yoga pants and Crocs underneath. Sometimes I'm barefoot. It's awesome. Makes me happy, girl. <laughs> yeah. But so the interesting, we're kind of looping back to this whole idea of being able to hold those two thoughts in your head at the same time, that it's okay to be and this is the opposite. Normally it's like, it's okay to be sad about your life and also know that you have it pretty good. It's okay to be happy about your current situation, even though there are also a lot of negatives for many other people. Yes. You know, and it, it's interesting. I was thinking about, as we were talking before that old, like, if you're talking about social justice, that old phrase of, you know, if you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right. right. That there's so many things in the world that need changing that we need to work on. Right. That is true. But if you don't stop and relax for a few minutes, you can't keep the energy up. Right. Keep, right. There may be things that you want to change in your life or change on the planet. And, and that's absolutely wonderful. And all people should do that. Yes. But if you are chronically 24, 7, 365, striving for things to be different and you don't just stop every once in a while and take a breath and appreciate the positives you will not be able to keep going forward. Absolutely. It, it is, you know, there's so many things I want to say about that. That's such a good point. It's very important to stop and appreciate your wins. Also, when you're a social justice warrior, whatever, when you are constantly striving, if you are one of those people who struggles to, to stop and take a break and just keeps focusing on there's so much more to do, you have to stop and give yourself credit for the things when you have a win, when you accomplish something, it's so important. Otherwise you're going to burn out because it's just, it's unsustainable, just like perpetual toxic positivity. It's unsustainable to always be happy. It's unsustainable to be constantly striving for better. I am a hardcore social justice warrior, but I have to stop and I have to appreciate the wins periodically, you know, and I have to stop and I just have to be grateful for the fact that I am able, I have the freedom and the luxury to be a social justice warrior. You know, I do have to stop every once in a while and relax because otherwise it would just 
eat me up. And here's another thing. If you are one of those people, there are so many things that need fixing in this world, but guess what? You got to narrow it down. You cannot fix everything. So my advice to you is to choose the most important, you know, live your life as you think, you know, stand up for people, make good choices, be the change you wish to see in the world. Exactly. That's Sydney's beautiful motto. I love it. You know, do those things, but you have to narrow down your focus because you cannot be a social justice warrior for everything and everyone, or you'll end up it's, you got to put your oxygen mask on first, right? You don't take care of yourself. If you don't put your mask on, you're going to stop breathing. You won't be able to help anybody else. Right. That's exactly it. So I've learned to narrow down my focus over the years. So speaking of social justice warriors, the other difficulty, and this also relates to happiness, um, because we were talking about people think that even if they have a moment of sadness, then they're not happy or, you know, if they, they blow it out of proportion. Right. So I do think there, there's also a lot of black and white thinking. I mean, and we can get into this more in depth in a different episode if you want, but there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's all in or all out. It's you're either with me or against me in all areas. There's no gray area. There's no nuance. There's no, sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm not, or, you know, well, I could see the other side's point about this, even though I disagree, you know? Right. Happy medium, always going for the medium y'all. It's good. It's a good place to be. Doesn't have to be extreme. I think that's so funny that Jack was poking me every time I said, um, yesterday in the meeting. <laughs> now I'm thinking of it. <laughs> I'm going to, I need to get a rubber band and snap my wrist every time I say, um, um, or I do my little, um, <laughs> I will probably get better once I do more editing Jack hears it all the time because I, I definitely notice when I when I start editing us, it's going to be interesting because I'll just probably remove all of my segments. Oh, stop okay. it. <laughs> okay, so uh, looking for gray areas, sitting with discomforts, happiness. In terms of sitting with discomfort, yes, it is uncomfortable. I like to look at it as an opportunity to learn something about myself. Why, why am I uncomfortable? What does that mean? You know, and is it all that bad? I mean, there are plenty of things that are uncomfortable, but make us stronger, like, you know, learning how to run a 5k or, you know, lifting an extra five pounds when you go to the gym, you know, those kind of things, they make you stronger, you know, adverse situations create strength. So even five minutes of I, you know, I'm not going to look at my phone while I'm wait while I'm standing here waiting online. You know, it's an opportunity to figure out how to be able to do that. Or you may notice something about the, the place where you're standing in line. You may notice something that you never noticed before. And so yes. then you have new knowledge. Exactly. Like maybe, Hey, I didn't realize there was a pizzeria across the way. That's that one everybody's been talking about. Geez, glad I noticed that if I was on my phone, I wouldn't have seen it. I agree. It, it's good. It's good to stop and smell the flowers. Is it stopping? I'm getting Ferdinand mixed up with that saying. So it's stop and smell the roses and Ferdinand yep. like to smell flowers. Yes. Yeah, so Ferdinand, <laughs> Gotta love the good old Ferdinand the bull. 
yeah, it's, it's important. I, so I feel like we've kind of covered everything at this point. It is interesting though. There's another little piece of this that, that there are, I, I have met some people that will have their unhappiness or their anxiety be what they feel is part of their defining personality that they, yes. they feel as though they, they can't be happy or they can't be not anxious, yes. you know, and that it's one of those things that they talk about all the time and that it kind of, it, it defines them right. and emotions are emotions. They're not, they don't define who we are. That's true. And I think another thing that's really important to ask yourself, I'm glad you said that Sydney, because if, if you're, if you are one of those people, and sometimes it's hard to know that you're one of those people, but if you're one of those people who is constantly thinking, why did they have it better than I do? How come this always happens to me? Stop and ask yourself, what am I gaining from this? What benefit do I receive from constantly looking at what's wrong in my life? You know, it could be that it's just a habit and you're just so accustomed to doing that. Maybe your parents are like that and, or one of your parents is like that or someone close to you is. And so you've just sort of done that your whole life and you just don't even know, but it's important to take a look in the mirror. So, you know what, let's go to the whole self-fulfilling prophecy. Let's talk about luck a little bit because realistically, I think luck exists. You know, I recently said like a few months ago, I said, no, luck doesn't exist, but that's not true. I think to say, because you, if you're born white, you're born with white privilege, right? It, it's luck of the draw. Who knows? I mean, you don't know what you're going to be born and then you're born what you are born, right? Some people are born into royalty. I don't know that that's a good thing. I don't know that I'd want that. You know, some people are born into really wealthy families. Some people are born into really impoverished families. Some people are born into abusive situations. You know, it's, in that sense, it's luck of the draw, but in a lot of ways, and I am speaking from a place of white privilege, and I recognize that for certainly for white people, we have the opportunity and we always have to choose to make things better by working hard, making the right choices. You know, I mean, opportunity is a luck thing. In my opinion, those things just happen. Sometimes you bump into an opportunity. It's important to pay attention and to, and to see the opportunity when it comes to you though. And if you're looking at the negative, you might miss positive opportunities that come to you. You, and you might, this negative attitude gets you to a place where you're like, oh, I'm not qualified for that. So that doesn't, they don't mean me, you know, I can't do that because, you know, I'll fail at it or whatever. And so having a good attitude about those things helps significantly and gives you the opportunity to have more success. And, you know, really when you're a positive person, not like ridiculously so, but when you're just basically a content person that attracts other content people. And so it's important to look at your life and say, look around, who are you surrounding yourself with? If you're surrounding yourself with a lot of really negative people who hate everybody, hate society, hate, you know, whatever, then you're going to find that life is a lot less content, right? Agreed. So pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself with people who enjoy life 
and take it as it comes and recognizes that sometimes they're shitty days, you know, but the next day is probably not going to be a shitty day. It's probably going to be a good day, you know, or a shitty experience, right? Bounce back, learn to bounce back from it. Don't just get sucked into the negative void because you let life pass you by when that happens. Shit happens. Move on. Coffee helps. Coffee does. Absolutely. Okay. Well, on that positive note, (laughs) you know, share your comments with us. Tell us what you think about that. Do you think that happiness is something that some people are just born with, or is it something that you can make? I think it's something you can create on your own. I think it's a choice. What do you think, Sydney? I I agree. Okay. So go out there, y'all make good choices, choose to be happy, choose to appreciate your life, you know, strive for your goals feel good. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to send us your questions on Instagram handle at ask the podcast or by email ask at ask the podcast.com. trying to figure this whole thing out too.